Hey, welcome to Terry and Gary's Low Expectations Podcast. Pro wrestling superstar Rhino and his co-host Gary come to you live each week with guests from the world of pro wrestling, comics, movies, sports, and more. So if your standards aren't too high, Terry and Gary's Low Expectations Podcast is for you. Even today, um, you know, when I'm in there wrestling, um, I feel I feel energized. I feel good. I feel like I've got a lot left in the tank. You have to grow a mohawk so that you can go by the name Kleba Lang. The ratings are through the roof right now. Right. <laughs> Catch Terry and Gary every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern live on Podcast Detroit. Download Terry and Gary or stream on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or the Terry and Gary TV YouTube channel. You know what to do next. Leave your expectations at the door and enjoy the show. All right, we're live. Episode 92 of Terry and a curtsy. Well, a curtsy. The queen. For the queen. For the queen. Because we're extreme I- today. May I just say that was the cutest intro for a podcast I think I've thank seen you. ever. Well, thank you. Leave your expectations at the door. I right. love it. Yeah, please <laughs> do with me, especially. But, um, but No, it has nothing to do with our guests. It's just we're not prepared. We don't ask good questions. We're just... Yeah. We're not very... <laughs> just... Why? Well, then why are we here? <laughs> what are we doing? Well, let's rephrase that. We try to do our best. Right. <laughs> You know, I tell my kids that's all you can do. If you try your best, it's the best thing ever. So you're right. trying your best, and and that's right. all you can ask for. Right, right. But thank you for having me. I'm I'm pleased to be here. Well, Thrill. thank you for thank you for coming on, and uh, thank you for uh, um, coming and doing our show on the March 23rd. So we're very excited to have you. I cannot wait for that. I don't think I've been in Michigan since ECW. Really? It's been a it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Probably yeah. what twenty oh I hate to say this, but probably twenty-five years. Yeah, well we're happy Michigan is happy to have you back, right, Gary? And we probably haven't changed much, so right. <laughs> <laughs> we're you know, still like like a minute. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> right, right. Well, I was okay. doing it like that, but I think it comes across backwards on TV. So you're doing a princess wave is what you're doing. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The queen. Yeah. Right. But I, seriously, I have not been there. It, it's been 1999, 2000, something like that. Last yeah, time we probably 2000. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited. Gary, you probably, oh, Gary, Karen, everything. Right, sure right. Knows that we are alive with the queen of extreme Francine from ECW, WWE. It's just, she's been all, all around the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big traveler, world traveler, right here. World traveler. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. So let me get this straight because Wikipedia probably lies a lot. But so you went from <laughs> Catholic schoolgirl to insurance salesman to the queen of extreme. That is true. That is true. I did. Um. I I graduated high school. I took a job right away as a. Um. I worked in the mail room at a life insurance company. And I, I think I had to work in the mailroom for like six months before I could apply for a desk job. And, uh, I did that. I delivered mail and then I went to, uh, data processing and I was there for, um, maybe like a year or two. And I remember I, uh, I hated it because like, I didn't even have a window. I had a cubicle like in the middle of the office. I couldn't even look out the window. It was like really crappy. And I remember one day I hung, I hung like a Chippendale calendar up or something. And I got in trouble for that. And then uh, I had my head down because I had a headache and I got in trouble for that. And then an agent blamed me for something I didn't do. So I got in trouble for that as well. And I just hated it there. And I went home crying. because I was just like, this isn't what I'm supposed to do with my life. But I had no clue what I wanted to do. Like I always wanted to be a nursery school teacher, but I never went to college. Right. So now I'm 20 years old and uh, I just turned on the TV one day and I just got into wrestling. Like I just started watching wrestling and I was a big WWF fan. Cause that's what we got, you know, in Philadelphia, we got that. We also got global from Florida and uh, started watching those two. And one day I just saw ECW, but it was Eastern championship wrestling and like i never ever thought to like 
get into the business. Like I didn't have dreams. Like Terry, you were probably growing up wanting to be a professional wrestler. A lot yeah. of a lot of the guys grow up and they want to be professional wrestlers. I didn't. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to get married young, have like five kids, and then I wanted to be a nursery school teacher. That's my life. That was my life goal at the time. Um, but I saw this program and I just watched it for like, I don't know, a month or two. And they had this commercial and this, this was way before you came in, but it was a generic as hell commercial. And it was like, if you want to be a referee, uh, a manager or a wrestler, call this number. And I had no idea. Like, I, I didn't know anybody in the business. I didn't have any friends in the business, but I knew I, I needed a job. <laughs> And I was watching what the women were doing. I was like, I think I can do that. But I, let me let me see. So I picked up the phone and I called. And remember uh, Bob Ortiz? He was our ring announcer. Yeah. His wife Lex used to put like the the spread in the back for us. She would have like right. apples and gummy worms and <laughs> the, right, right. the weirdest concoction of food. But they were such a sweet couple. Um, but she answered the phone and she's just like, well, you need to um, talk to Todd Gordon. And I said, well, who's that? And he's, she said, well, he's kind of the owner of the company and you need to go see him. I said, okay. So he was down in where I worked in Center City. That's where my life insurance company was. And so I knew the area, but he worked at a, a pawn shop, still does to this day. And I've told this story so many times. It, like I, I was so intimidated because I was 20 years old, bars covering the whole like the windows the door you had to ring a bell they buzz you in and then it was people behind bars not jail cell bars but like you know they had diamonds and they had all the jewelry and she was like can i help you and i just said i'm here to see todd gordon she said well you got to walk down that hall and it was like this this seemed like forever this long hallway and make a left or whatever she said and I'm just walking by myself and I'm looking around and there he is. And he's sitting there like with his feet on the desk with his, he's like this. He looks at me and all he said was, oh, you're really pretty. You'll never have to bump. Yeah. I didn't know what a bump was. Right, right. I don't know what a bump is. And I go, okay. And then he goes, sit down. And I mean, they had a, uh, you know, a training facility in the back of the arena. That's where people trained to be wrestlers. And like Stevie yeah. Richards would train there. There was a bunch of people who trained there. And so he initially wanted me to sign up for wrestling school. And that's what I did. Um, I signed up and I started training. And I thought I was going to be this big women's wrestler. You know, they were teaching me how to take bumps and to like, I had to do a match in front of Todd and all this kind of stuff. Um, but the first night that I met Paul, he like put the kibosh on that. And he's just like, you're not going to be a lady wrestler because they don't make money in this business. He goes, you're going to be a manager and I'm going to make you money. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) So like I, the wrestling went out the window and I kind of learned, I kind of stopped training at that point, but I kind of learned as I went along. So like, you know, you would say, oh, I'm going to give you, let's say the gore. I never took the gore, but I'll take it for you. Just lead me. Like I, mm-hmm. all those bumps I took, like I never practiced anything. I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I trust you. Do it. Let's just do it. I've seen a couple of choke slams you've taken from, uh, what was it? Nine one one. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that was that was the first one of the first bumps I took in front of Paul. Um, They they had me come to Montgomeryville, Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania, and I was Miss Montgomeryville. I won a fake beauty pageant and I was the guest timekeeper. (laughs) So So, wait a second. So in in wrestling, you're saying there's you're a beauty pageant winner and you weren't actually a beauty pageant winner. I don't even think Montgomeryville had a beauty pageant. I don't know (laughs) what was going on, but no one knew me. Yeah, right, right. So you could have been, yes. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, No one knew who I was. I'd never worked before. So they Mm -hmm. they said, you know, go buy some kind of a dress. And I remember, I think I went to like the mall and I, because I didn't know where to shop. And I think I went to like Macy's or something like hideous. And I bought an ugly ass dress. Um, I might've had gloves. I don't know what I was doing, but I remember the, dressing room was on like the second floor and you had to walk down steps 
Um, and I was so terrified that I was going to fall down these steps and they had a uh, like this wooden staircase. So I was doing this and trying not to fall. And they, they announced me as Miss Montgomeryville and I come down and I'm walking and I had to sit at the timekeeper table and just ring the bell after the matches. So they had me out there like for a little bit before I was supposed to take the choke slam to make it legit. Like, okay, she's here to be the guest timekeeper. But I remember saying to Paul, like, I don't know what a choke slam is. Right. Like, <laughs> nobody did that in wrestling school to me yet. I don't know what that right. is. And he was like, oh, you don't want to do it. I was like, no, I'll do it. I like, what is it? And <laughs> they were like, don't worry. Al will take care of you. It just, he'll grab you and lift you up and, and slam you. And I go, okay. So, I saw him coming towards me and he like literally dr drags me across the timekeeper table into the ring and I take it. And it was like that white noise where everybody, like you heard like a gasp and then you heard nothing. Yeah. And I'm just laying there and they put me on like a gurney, a stretcher. They took me to the back and they put me in Stevie Richard's car and made him drive me home. Yeah. And I didn't even go to the locker room. And I, so yeah. I'm in the car and I'm just like, wow, I don't know if that was good or bad. Like, do, do people typically leave like after a spot? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it was like that old school atmosphere. Oh, she has to go to the hospital. They broke her neck or she's hurt or something, you know, yeah. I was only about 110 pounds back then. And uh, I just waited. And then they called me and they were like, yeah, Paul liked what you did. You want to come back? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> So was, it again. so was getting choke slammed fun at the time? Was it scary? No, no, I was terrified. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to watch it. You still cringe and go, well, "How did that not break her in half?" I cringe at everything that I did. It, it, the outfits that I wore, the mannerisms that I had as a mother. What the hell was I doing? Like, I don't want my kids seeing that kind of stuff. So we don't watch it in this house. But well, I look back and I'm just like, "Holy crap!" Like that. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> all you have to say is, ah, it was the 90s. It was the 90s. Everybody did it back then. It's right, fine. Right. <laughs> Jacob Webster said he always loved a 911 choke slam. And I was thinking maybe you wouldn't like it so much if you were actually getting the one being choke slammed. So. I was going to say, Jacob Webster never took it. So maybe that's why he liked it so much. Exactly. They, they were fun to watch, they weren't fun to take. Right. You know? yeah. But. Yeah, nine one one was so over. Paul really got him over in that whole choke slam thing, and how he'd come out and yeah, he was a monster back then. Yeah, he really. And you know what's funny? We just saw him at the arena. Yeah, yeah at the arena in December. Yeah. And I don't know if my shoes got higher, but he's not as big as I remember. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if I'm wearing bigger stilettos these days or Maybe. whatever. Yeah. yeah, but he just, he's a big teddy bear and I love Al. I always yeah. have, and he never intentionally hurt me, but you know, sometimes when you take a bump, you hit your head and yeah. um, things can go awry. I never got really hurt from a choke slam, but it didn't feel good. Not no, no, not at all. No. Got but, a, um, Tony Lewis I, wants to say hi. Hello, Tony. And yeah. uh, yeah, Jacob Webster came back and said he would definitely not <laughs> want to take a 911 choke slam. That's a no. very good choice. Yeah. We got Brad uh, Raska wants to know if uh, you have any good memories with Triple Threat, Shane Douglas, Chris Candino, and Bam Bam Bigelow. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I Shane and I were partners for about three and a half years before he left for WCW. So we, I mean, the four of us, we traveled together a lot. And um, that's what a lot of teams did, especially back then. You know, if you're a tag team, you travel together. If you're a group, you travel together. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the way it was. And and I I think that's what made a lot of that stuff better is because they would bounce ideas off each other. But go ahead. I didn't want to interrupt. No, no. Your, your point. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, just in, yeah, in car, like long car rides, you could talk about what you were going to do that night. And we were just close. We were close in and out of the ring. You know, they were... They were all like my brothers and they took care of me and they watched over me because I, I didn't have that female um, kind of role model coming into the business. Like no one took me under their wing, um, but mm -hmm. Shane, Shane did. 
Um, I didn't, but I didn't have a female to do that for me. So I kind of gravitated towards the guys more because we didn't, we didn't really have a lot of girls working for us at the time either. Um, but we, uh, we were very close, like I said, in and out of the ring. They were fun to work with, especially on house shows like Chris Candido. My God, he was the best at just making you break character and laugh when you're not supposed to. And um, just all three of them were just great workers. And, and I just feel like the triple threat, I might be biased, but they're just so underrated as a faction. Um, they just, I think they were incredible together. And uh, I was just happy to be a part of it. So uh, you were there when, when, when Terry came in to ACW, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was there when the ship sank. So you saying that Terry sank the ship or is that no, no I don't think we were on the ship sank. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually bought me a jar of Nutella. Yeah, they were uh on the way. I you and uh who was it? You and someone else and uh because I, I told them my love of Nutella. See and they, they bought a thing of Nutella, they seen it. They're like, Oh, we gotta bring it and that's before it really became big over here in the states you can only find it in certain places so yeah nice probably thing. didn't remember that i i do nice things for nice people right that's how I'm i like, nutella it's good so, stuff right you know how you're um uh describing um todd's uh pawn shop yeah that's kind of a lot like my house a lot of bars on the windows and when you get up buzz yourself in oh, and, bars, and then you're usually sitting at a desk in the back that you know with his feet up and yeah. i'm a little intimidated <laughs> to come to michigan now i don't know if i'm going to make the trip or not no we'll you'll be fine so. yes i'm sure i'm sure got another question if, if you don't mind glenn wants to know a uh, question for instance francine what was your most memorable moment in your career or a moment you would have done differently Memorable moment in my career, Ugh. probably. I mean, there were a lot of them. I think the the, the thing that changed my career was uh, the table spot. With um, we had a four corners match, so it was Shane Douglas against Two Cold Scorpio, uh, Chris Jericho, and Pipple Number Two, and I was still with the Pipples at the time. Um, and Paul, Paul called me, I don't know if it was a week before or the day before, um, but I didn't really, like, I was kind of in the dark. I didn't really know where the angle was going. And the whole time I thought I was supposed to end up with Brian Lee because Brian Lee told me he was pitching to Paul to put me as his manager. And I'm saying to myself, but I'm in this angle with, with, you know, Anthony Durani and Shane Douglas, how does Brian Lee <laughs> steal me away from these? Two? Like, I didn't understand what was going on. So Paul called me and he was like, you know, it's going to happen. I go, I think I'm going to be with Brian. And he goes, who told you that? I said, Brian. <laughs> He's like, no. I said, oh, okay. And he says, we're going to put you with Shane Douglas. And I said, oh, and I, honestly, I, I guess I was still so green and naive. I didn't really catch on to what was happening. Um, but he said, you're going to be the first girl that I know of to go through a table. And right then and there, I think I turned to milk white and I was just like, oh no, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like, you're going to be fine. It's going to help your career. And I said, okay. So I remember the night before I got sick to my stomach. I don't know if I threw up. I can't remember, but I couldn't sleep because I was so nervous. Yeah. And I just remember once the, the match was like an hour long. By the time we got through all the eliminations and it was the last two, it was Shane and, and Anthony. And I was just, you know, when you have a big spot and you're just standing out there waiting for your turn, it's like my heart was palpitating for like 60 minutes straight. I couldn't wait till it was over. And then once the table broke and I just laid there, it was like, ah, <sighs> right, right. relief. And right. uh, I just, I just remember Paul saying, you know, big things are coming for you too. And I was like, okay. So I was, I was just excited to see what was going to happen. And um, I don't know, Shane and I had a really good pairing. So yeah. it was. Well, you, you were like the head cheerleader and he was like the quarterback. And that was kind of like the, the thing. That's, that's yeah. it. That's exactly what Paul said. And he also used to call us uh, JR and Sue Ellen. 
because Jolly. we were the hills <laughs> from Dallas, he used to right, say. Right. And, uh, yeah, but that's how he put it. He goes, you're the head cheerleader. Of course, everything had an innuendo, so head cheerleader. And I was just like, really? Can't you right. use something else? But no, we couldn't. Um, but yeah, he he's like, all right, we're going to give you guys the ball. You have to run with it. So I was like, okay. So I went from a little, little bit of being a baby face to I had to be a full-blown heel now. Yeah. And that came really easy for me. <laughs> So it was fun. It's just, you know, it's just fun to play a character because right. in reality, the heels are baby faces in real life. In real and life I believe yeah. the baby faces are the bigger heels. In real life. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I yeah. think it's reverse. You get a couple mm -hmm. good ones out there, but there's a lot of them who are. Right, right. Now, what do you think? Um, uh, what do you think? You know, obviously, there's a lot more opportunities for uh, uh, women in wrestling today and yeah. especially wrestling. Um, do you think um, because of that, they shy away from having female valets? And I think female valets are, I think, as important, if not just as important as male managers. I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I, I know, like, the way Paul described it to me when I was telling you earlier about me thinking I was going to be this female wrestler, right? He was one of the things he he made very clear to me was people like the aspect of not knowing what's going to happen. If it's too predictable, you're not going to get a response from the crowd. But when you see a girl or a guy on the outside, you never know when they're going to jump in the ring and do something. And that right. just adds to the story. You know what I mean? And like in today's wrestling, I don't watch too much of it at all. Like, I, I'll be honest with you. I do a lot of clips online. I keep yeah. up with my friends that way. I don't sit there for hours and watch, you know, the, the programs. I just don't have the time or the love for it anymore. I kind of switched gears. Uh, but I noticed they're not using a lot of women in that way. And I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like they can add so much more, especially if you got guys that aren't drawing the heat that they need to draw. Right. Um, if if you put a, a, a manager or valet out there, I, I just think it adds so much more to the story. And I think, yeah. I think they should bring back the, the yeah. managers. I, I think they added a lot to it. Oh, so. they did. They did. Yeah. So I don't know. I would, if I had a company, I, I would hire a bunch of women and right, right. Wrestle, then you stand at ringside and you do some cool stuff. Right. Right. Exactly That's what, what we said. tried to do. <laughs> exactly what Don said. Right. Right. That's his wife. Oh, we yeah. get a lot of great ideas from her, too. I'm sure you do. Because she's outside of the box looking in, you know, and sometimes you're so focused and then the answer is right there and you know, and it's kind of like, you know, you don't see it. And then, yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. I've always enjoyed not knowing, you know, not being so predictable and just yeah. just seeing somebody on the outside, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to get involved? And and then when they don't get involved, you're like, well, they didn't even utilize that person. Like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? So I don't know. Well, I think when we were growing up, you know, we seen Miss Elizabeth and, you know, other ballets like that and now the, the girls that are growing up you know they're they're watching the um female wrestlers and they're like oh i want to be a female wrestler so yeah. i think that's why you know there's not um uh any uh female ballets and stuff so that that could be that could be a reason um i you know the women are being used in in such a positive light these days as wrestlers you know gone are the days right. of the pillow fights and the the, right. the cheesy, uh, you know, little gimmick matches that they only right. get two minutes for. I mean, women are headlining yeah. shows now and it's a big right. deal. Which is um, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, but, you know, there's still like I said, I never aspired to be in this sport. So when I started, I thought I wanted to be a wrestler. But in reality, I think I did well in the role that I was given um, yeah. maybe better than if, if he did use me as a wrestler, because ECW really didn't use women in that way. No, no. Uh, we didn't have a women's division. Uh, we had jazz, but she was wrestling guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you no. Know? And I remember in the early days, they would have like one women's match 
people wouldn't really be into it. And it was sad because the girls were working just as hard as the guys were. Right. right. So there, I don't, I don't know. I guess Paul had a, a point, but that was the nineties. And now we're, you know, 2023 is a whole new different story. So. Yeah. And those women could out wrestle me. <laughs> That's why I won't wrestle a female. Cause they'll kick the shit out of me in two minutes. <laughs> Have you ever done an intergender match? I, in ECW and stuff, we've done. Well, I, I've worked with females and stuff. Well, well you know, yeah. we've worked together and stuff. Sure. But, um, I, I probably have, you know. So, like how I, it was Bill Rhino against So So. Like, a, I don't think so. It hasn't okay. been built like that. Maybe a mixed tag and stuff. But yeah, right. right. So, hey Gary, but, did you know Rhino broke my nose intentionally yeah. one night? Intentionally? Yeah, intentionally. <laughs> No, it was an accident. But yeah. after after uh, several decades, he he finally. I that, to it. But I knew it. <laughs> I yeah. knew it was him. Yeah. Wait, wait, well, so it because they watched the tape. But I didn't fess up to her that I knew I broke her nose before she watched the tape. I just fessed up to that twenty some years later. Yeah. Well, twenty years later, what had happened is, um, Sandman comes up with these great ideas when he's drunk. And they're not great ideas, but to him. So he's like, oh, what I'll do is I was, uh, uh, Francine was managing Justin. And Justin, I think, was heavyweight champion. And we were wrestling um, Chili Willie, and, which was a guest on our show, and Sandman. And Sandman goes, oh, um, I'll, you're sitting up on the, um, the turnbuckle. I'll jump up to do a Frankensteiner, which he's done before um but you pick me up in power or when i jump up francine will grab my leg and then you stand up and you know power bomb me into the ring and he's not graceful you know when he does things so when he jumped up he like literally threw his crotch and everything at my face so i start to fall backwards and francine's there to grab his leg but we're falling and then as we fall over, and it's cement on the floor. We never use crash pads, only in New York because the commission made us. And then I I grabbed the the steel uh, right behind the, the turnbuckle. And if I didn't grab that, he would have landed on his head. So I tried to catch us and hold us, but I was able to grab that so he could rotate under and I could fall over. And then we came down, and my boot came and hit her right in the face, right? <laughs> and she goes, oh, Sandman's leg hit me in the face. And I'm like, oh, did it? Oh, you know. <laughs> Sorry. So, so then the next day, because she, she, you know, blood everywhere. And and uh, the next day she goes, oh, it was your boot that hit me in the face. And she wasn't mad. No, but I didn't have the heart to tell her, oh, I knew that. And I didn't want to fess up to it, you know. But so anyways, if she didn't watch that damn tape. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I you know, I never got mad when I got hurt. Yeah, well, it was an accident was and stuff, totally and everybody an was really. Yeah, I remember one time uh, Jack Victory came in and whacked um, Sandman over the back. He was covering me with the kendo stick, and it came right around and broke oh, my nose. See? Yeah, that was the first time. Yeah, so I'm blowing my nose, and I'm like blowing out cartilage and stuff. And I come to find out, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> oh, you're so, supposed yeah. to leave it in your nose. What's that? You're supposed to leave the the. Yeah, like, I just I'm just blowing in. I'm, well, it's all coming out. It's supposed to come out. Oh, no. yeah, there was a lot of stuff that came out that apparently wasn't supposed to. So stuff happened all the time, like accidents. Like what, the the night that Bam Bam, we were I had to run in on Bam Bam, which made no sense. I mean, Bam Bam's a monster. They make me run in and try to hurt him. <laughs> Okay. And I remember him, I said to him, what do you want to do to me that night? And he's just like, oh, I'll just do something, you know, don't worry about it. And this is me just trusting people saying, okay. And I go in and I smack him. I think I smacked him across the face and he decides he's going to pick me up and press me in the air. Like, like, just like this, you know, so I, my body's like this, but I'm like 10 feet in the air and he just dumped me. Oh, to the side. And yeah. so a month before or two months before something like that, I had just gotten my boobs done. So I didn't want to land, you know, when you're that high, 
it, it could pump. Yeah, it, it, they could have burst. So I was afraid I was going to land on my, you know, on flat on my chest. So I was trying to take a back bump as I'm trying to rotate in the air. Because I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not a full-blown wrestler. So I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I land on my hip. And I broke my pelvis. And I don't know if you were there that you were with us yet. No, I don't think so. No. I, I ended up breaking my pelvis in two places. So you saw it pop out and go back mm. in on the film. And it was so bad, Paul wouldn't air it. Because you yeah. literally, I mean, I screamed and I couldn't move my, the left side of my body. So they had to drag me out. And this was in Philly at the arena. And they took me in the back room and... um. You know, we had an ambulance and Paul said, you have to go to the hospital. I said, I'm not going to the hospital. And he said, okay. And remember the wood steps that went to, you know, the bathrooms yeah. that were upstairs. Yeah, he yeah. Said, if, if you can walk up those wooden steps by yourself, you don't have to go to the hospital. And I go, yeah, okay. So, and I stood up and I collapsed because I could not put pressure on my left side. Yeah. So, um, Dr. Mark, the foot doctor that was, yeah. we, it was just at the arena. He ended up taking me in the ambulance and they took x-rays and they were like, yeah, it's broken two places. And I was like, oh, so I was on crutches for like seven weeks and like Bam Bam felt terrible. Yeah. And I, I never got mad at him. I was just like, it's fine. You know, I just yeah. didn't know what to do. Somebody just throws you like I was just, oh backbone i have to take a backbone i couldn't get my body to spin around quick enough and i landed on my side unfortunately so mm -hmm. it happens you know but I, I never unless it was intentional i was never mad at anybody because right. i know stuff happens in the ring yeah. that's what gary does he he practices wrestling moves on his wife <laughs> no terry practices wrestling moves at lowe's depot and hits me in the back chair, <laughs> you know but you know <laughs> That's fun. I was hitting them with the chair. We were going to buy uh, uh, chairs for the the show, and I'm like, Gary, bend over, like oh. hitting them with chairs. See, Does this is stuff you need to film for your for your podcast. Podcast, right? People would love to see that kind of stuff. Oh, I would. It was one deal, one time deal. <laughs> right? And Gary's like, no more. I'm not the wrestler here. It's hilarious. So, have oh. you ever had a manager, Terry? No. Uh, well, Steve Carino, he was kind of like, uh, I was, um, well, when we tagged and stuff, you know. Yeah, I worked. Um, I, I helped you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But he beat and me then, up most of the time. We were usually on opposite sides of the ring. Right, right, right. I, I took a lot of gores. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, other than that, no, I don't think I've had a manager. So. No. We'll have to get and, you on IWR. Yeah. I, I, I roll solo. <laughs> you don't need no, no stinking manager. You're you're too over. See, that's what happens when you're so over. You don't need any help. Yeah. I paid her to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough. No, but you'll love the crowd in uh, Monroe. They're they're really with it. And, you know, they're great. They're responsive. And, yeah, they'll be happy to see you. Why is the company, um, why is one word insane? Because what we're insane. What am I looking for when I enter this arena? <laughs> right. A lot of insane people. So. <laughs> a bunch of psychopaths in this company. Right. right. It's the house of insanity. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. I'm not going to do anything on Thursday nights. So why right. not? <laughs> right. You'll, you'll, you'll feel it's got a good, like, uh, kind of an ECW um, vibe. You know, we, we really um, focus on, you know, wrestlers and, and uh, the strengths, we don't try to, you know, add lighting and add this and add that. We really focus on, you know, um, you know, putting on a great show for for a, a great event for, you know, the fans. And, and the boys love, you know, going there. So there's no pyro for my entrance. Oh, God. I mean, we're I working know, on it. We're I working on talk it. to my agent about this book. <laughs> we're looking at the budget. So. I'll stand there with a lighter. That's yeah. right. That's, just do like, like some flashlights for me. We get, we get sparklers. We put right. sparklers right. are good, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe flashlights. I think flashlights. we we got a few in the truck. So. You do flash I do that for my kids in the dark. It looks like a discotheque. Just get them a bunch of flashlights. It'll be fun. Now, how many kids do you have? I have two. Um yeah, my daughter will be 14 this summer. My son just turned 11 uh oh, okay. a couple days ago. 
Yeah, they're getting big. So oh, yes. I wanted another one, but my husband said, get out of here. Yeah, right. All right. I said, yeah, I want five. I want it five no. going in. Now, don't you guys have an insurance company? So you can um, full circle? Yeah, we do. We're not yeah. going to talk too much about where it is or, or the name. But no, no, no. That's I'm, yeah, that's I our. That's our to bring that up, but you're, you went full circle. That's basically. I know. <laughs> I know I did. Don't it's get in trouble there, though, right? No, because we're the we're like the bosses. That's right. Yeah, right. So I don't have so. to answer to anybody, but cool. um, yeah, she's so. mean mugging everybody. She's hanging up the Chippendale calendars anywhere. Yeah, she's all over the place. Oh, right. man, all over the office. Yeah, it wasn't like a penis was hanging out. It was like a, a right. calendar, and they were like, right. you to "Take that down." And I was like, "You need to get a life." Right. <laughs> God, you know, twenty years old. Just let me live my life. But right, right. I don't want to. We'll get Terry on the cover of our IWR calendar and see how that's. No, you don't want. You know, you have a calendar. No, you should make no. one. Talk we do. They actually sell, believe it or not. They do. Yeah. I don't know people even still them. use calendars. I mean, everything's on your phone. Yeah, but if somebody really likes you guys, like is a real fan, they'll buy calendars. Man caves and stuff. I see calendars all over the place, hanging up in shops and stuff. Yeah, I'm telling you, I can make you guys a trillion dollars. Right there, you go. We're just looking for a billion. We don't need a trillion. You should hire me. I know what I'm doing. Right, right. <laughs> no, but I am looking forward to coming out there. Now we, we got you in management. It doesn't pay anything. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <All right. laughs> just like the ECW days. All right. I'm going to say that. Right? <laughs> Brilliant. We are no. definitely looking forward to having you. We got a couple people that want to say. Uh, uh, some weird stuff like Brad's never had Nutella, so oh, Brad, you should. It's delicious. And we got Darius Payne saying EC Dub. A lot, EC -dub. a lot of fans from from ECW. I mean, that's that thing is just really. It just seems like it's gotten bigger over the years after after it was over. Instead of like you know fading away, it just people just won't let ECW. it. ECW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I. I think because of um, you know the the WWE network and now with uh, Peacock and they're rerunning all of the older episodes and stuff. Like you know, we we get kids that yeah, come up to us at these times and they're like, yeah. "Oh, I loved your angle with so and so in '97 yeah. when you did the." And I'm like, "You're 10 years old. What are you talking about?" But they're yeah. watching it like it's current yeah. TV. Right, and, and, and they're going on, yeah, yeah, they're into it. So it it helps us a lot too because it's kind of like you know we're we are getting fans that we would never have if, if it wasn't for the network and stuff. Yeah, we weren't running. Yeah, I, I I'm really grateful for that. That helps us out. So Darius wants to know, Francina, what was your worst experience in ECW? Did you probably the story I just said when I broke my pelvis. Right. Yeah. Must, must have missed that, Darius. She broke her yeah. pelvis. Yeah, and then the boys were trying to, like, some of the boys were trying to steal my pain pills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, she won't need them. She's going to the hospital. She'll get a refill. I came back, and I was on, they gave me morphine, and they gave me Dilaudid, and I never had Dilaudid in my life. And I remember Paul telling Mark, the foot doctor, make sure she gets Dilaudid. And I was like, what is that? You know, and he's like, oh, it's like 10 times Percocet. It's like oh, one Dilaudid is 10 Percocet. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to be incoherent? Like, are you trying to kill me? But I think they gave me, I, I had morphine. And then I had, um, I remember when I came back, I had the hospital gown, like on with like a pair of jeans or something. And yeah. when I went into my hotel room, everybody was in my room. It was, everybody was in my room and I just, I went in there and I, I got into bed cause I was loopy and, um, I'll tell you a story if you want to hear it. Um, yeah. I can't name names though, because I don't, I don't want heat, but, um, I, I was laying in the bed and there were like 20, 30 guys and some guys brought beer. They had food cause we were a family and everybody right, wanted right. to see if I was okay or not, you know, and they were checking in on me and I wanted the company. And we, so everybody was just sitting there drinking, having a good time. And a guy that was a wrestler came into the room and suggested, and I heard this from three different 
people at three different times, so I know it's true, suggested that because I was on morphine and because I was kind of out of it, that they all take advantage. Oh, oh no. And, I, you know, I didn't know this till after the fact, but I thank God that I had that locker room that I did have because right. I've heard horror stories about some of the boys doing crazy stuff to like groupies or whatever. And, and right, right. you know, yeah, it, that was like, way back in the day. In the eighties, yeah. I heard right, right. Like, all these crazy right. yeah. stories and like, I think back and I'm just like, my God, it could have been me. Like, I don't mean to bring a damper right. to this, <laughs> this oh, one no, podcast, no, no. but I, this, this is what's uh, like triggering my brain. Like right. three different guys told me the next day, like they were ready to beat the crap out of him. And he didn't last long after that. They, he was gone. Right. right. Um, they him out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He just was, you know, uh, he was there for a little bit and then this happened and then they were, they all threatened to, to beat the hell out of them and yeah. um i just i i and i here i am sitting there like with this <laughs> the smile on my face like just looking around and that could have been the worst night of my life but we right. such a family i never yeah. ever thought anything like that could happen yeah. with our yeah. core group you know what i mean right. he was an outsider i didn't even consider him part of yeah. part right. of right. our family because well, he wasn't but, maybe for shits and giggles they should have just beat the hell out of him anyways Right. I know sure. they, they yes, kicked yes. him out of the room. Oh, they, yeah. Several of them escorted him right out of the room because he wasn't in there. Um, because there, there are things I do remember. Like I wasn't so out of it that I don't like. I remember I woke up at one point and um, Mustafa was sitting in front of the television watching cartoons, eating a sandwich. Yeah. Like I and Guido cool. was sleeping on the floor in the corner on the other side of the room. Like I remember <laughs> certain things, but no, right. I no one ever did anything crazy like like that story right. to me that's the worst thing i ever heard yeah they I, probably put mustafa in there to make sure to watch over you yeah. I don't, well there was still like, people were coming in and out but there was one right. point where there was like 20 like people were just sitting on the bed asking me how i was feeling and then they brought some beer in and they just didn't yeah. want me to be by myself which i thought was right. nice but then it was a point where i was like i couldn't keep my eyes open. i i was in pain and my i think my meds were coming off and then the next day i had crutches and we went to i i, I maybe it was the week the week after, I remember I was on crutches for seven weeks. So I had my crutches. I was sitting against the wall and I had my purse. And I remember like I maybe Balls Mahoney or something. Where's your Dilaudid? And I was like, <laughs> it's in my purse. And my purse was like two feet away from me. He's like, oh, can I just have? And I'm like, no. They gave yeah. me 30 of them. Like there's no refill. Get out of here. Like I would take one every four to six hours. Yeah. <laughs> like they... It's like, can I just have a couple of them? I'm like, no, you can't, you know? So I I don't know, but it was just like, that's, I knew who I can trust. And there were just a handful of people that were just not meant to be with us. And they weren't. Yeah, yeah they were really out quick. Yeah. So, um, oh. All me, so you can't oh. wait. He got his tickets for his next IWR show, which I got to do a little plug in here. IWR 19. Uh, Royalty Reigns is uh, tickets are on sale right now at www.purplepass.com backslash IWR19. Uh, front row is gone. Second row, maybe two seats left. Third row, maybe a few seats left. Uh, general mission is going fast. So, guys, get your tickets now. Uh, we have a great meet and greet uh, with the Queen of Extreme, Francine. Yeah, you do not want to miss it. Get your tickets. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, we'll Paul. See you there. <laughs> Holly Wilson Pop Fest uh, is September 15th and 16th. So you still got a little ways for the Monroe Pop Fest. What's Pop Fest? Uh, that's my other thing. Yeah. How many things do you have, Gary? Gary does not sleep. He's got a full time <laughs> job at Ford, too. Wow. Yeah. He well, works seven days a week, I think like 10 hours a day. So he wants to retire early. I don't so. blame you. I, mean, right. I really don't blame you. We Already all old, so. We all right. want to retire early. Is Pop Fest like a music thing? Oh no, it's a it's a comic convention. Uh, I don't have you see behind me. I got a bunch of nerdy stuff behind me. Oh, uh, we were, me and my wife were in our eleventh year. Uh, Monroe used to be Monroe Comic Con. Now it's the Monroe Pop Fest. We have wrestlers, Power Rangers, uh, lots of Marvel and DC artists, uh, hundred and eighty or so vendors, and it's a good time. It's a one and a half day show here in Monroe. We do for the community. Fun. So. Okay. It's a good time. Like Terry said, well, memory so. 
Yeah, it's at oh. the fairgrounds. It's yeah. the real nice big building. Yeah, it's full. It's great show too. Yeah. Hmm. And Brad said he'll buy sparklers. So we have got your pyro hooked Thanks, up. Thanks, Brad. Yes, I need I need some kind of fanfare when I when mm -hmm. I arrive in uh, Monroe. Once pyro, the queen's gonna get pyro. Uh, <laughs> Brad also wants to know, Francine, did you enjoy your time at TNA? You know, I did. Um, going into it, like it was it was when the company first started. So I was on the first ever TNA show, and that was when you had to pay ten dollars to watch it. Um, because it was like a pay-per-view thing and you, you had to pay 10 bucks to watch it every week. Um, so when I got the phone call, Bob Ryder had called me and um, the contract was only for four dates. And then he said, you know, we'll see how it progresses after, you know, you're here for a little bit. So I liked it. I mean, it kind of, I was kind of looking for that ECW atmosphere. Um, I never really wanted to work for WWE. So when I heard about TNA, I was like, oh, it's a startup. That should be fun. Everybody's fresh, you know, clean slate. And um, I don't know. It, it was just like, they, they just didn't know what to do with me, I guess. And like Jerry Jarrett just kept having like, uh, Ed Ferrara grabbed my boob. Like he grabbed my boob on three of the four shots I was on. And it, it, I was like, uh, finally, I said, why do we keep grabbing my boob? Like, what's the, <laughs> is there a payoff to him grabbing my boob? Like what's next, you know? And Jerry was kind of like, what you, are you, are you saying you don't want to do this anymore? And I'm just saying, I don't know where this is leading. Right. Right. What's the point of him to keep grabbing my boob. Like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, and then they had something where I, the my fourth appearance, I, I took a bump uh, from, I think it was from Blue Meanie or something. And they wanted me to sell, like my neck was injured. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're going to have me come back. So I did all my indie appearances in a neck brace, trying to build up the angle. And they never renewed my contract. Oh. <laughs> hey, on a good note, we just sold a calendar. That we haven't made yet. So. See, I told you. You're already making us money already, and she hasn't even shown up I yet. Told you. I told you. I know what I'm it. talking about. Um, but yeah, overall, I did. I did enjoy the time that I spent there. I just wish it could have been longer, and I could have did something more memorable than have my boob grabbed. Right. <laughs> so when you're pitching the angle, you want to grab my boob. I'm going to say no. I mean, slam me and send me away. Yeah. Do <laughs> write that down. No. Let's do something different. Let's leave the boobs out of this this time, you know? I don't know. Just an opinion. Oh, we'll, we'll grab Terry's boob. Yeah, I'll grab your <laughs> boob instead. <laughs> right, right. Nipple twister. Two of them. Double right. nipple twister That's for Terry. Spot right there. I'm working that in. Uh, <laughs> I'm working that in in Michigan. This I can't wait to see. <laughs> Bill wants to say hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Great guest today. Yes, Bill. We have Thanks, Bill. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we got a lot more here, but we will we need to talk a little bit about the show real quick. So we got King Latimer, our new IWR World Heavyweight Champion, Thomas Latimer, the King. King Latimer is going to be 18 Special Forces. Yeah. New group coming in that uh, we're looking forward to showcasing. And Miss Canada and John A. Bravo will be in their corner, and they're facing Dread King Logan, our former champion, the DBA. And some other guy. Yeah, oh, me. yeah you. Yeah. <laughs> the man beats himself, Rhino. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then we got the rematch with uh, Jason Hodge. People are about this rematch. Uh, yeah, Hodge. I'm excited. What about Sam Beal? Sam Beal? Oh, yeah. I Sam. love oh, Sam. You love yeah, Sam? Man. Yes, I love yeah. Sam. I'm excited to see Sam. Well, Sam Beal? I didn't even know, knew who Sam Beal was. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Because for, um, for Impact, uh, see, you don't pay attention to the show. About, I do. Uh, okay, about a year ago. <laughs> have you ever watched Impact, Terry? Have you ever heard of Impact Wrestling? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, guess it was, I guess it was a year ago. I, I did a, a thing for TV over the phone with Brian Myers and Sam. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah. And yeah. So they, oh, okay. it, it made TV. It was on TV. Um, right. right. Uh, we did a promo, but Sam was in the promo. Oh, and okay. 
he was, just, and then he followed me right away on Twitter. So I followed him back because I, mm. I had met him on FaceTime over the phone when we did the deal. And then yeah. I was at a convention and he came over to my table to say hello. So I got up and I gave him a hug. And now we um, correspond a little bit on Twitter, but he's such a sweet, sweet man. And yeah, I is. like him. Not at IWR, he's not. <gasps> no, people don't like him. <laughs> he's a hero. He actually, he well, was fan favorite of 2022. People, yeah, he believe it or not. See? Yeah, he, so, yeah. So. He's the permanenter. Right. He's, yes. he's, yeah, he's a main yeah. He did us today telling us we better be nice to Francine the Queen or else there will be to pay at, uh, in March, so in March 23rd. So, see? so he well, wanted to be nice to the Queen, yes. You know, but I like, I'm excited to see Sam and I'm excited to see you guys. And, but yeah. continue, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. So that's right. Just mention some matches we got Madman Fulton facing Zach Thomas, which is coming up here soon. We got some other great matches being announced. Uh, the tag team champions, the Rascals, will be in. In the house, uh, defending their tag team championships, and the, mm-hmm. we're talking about Jason Hotch offered up a uh, a rematch to Rich Swan because uh, you know they're in the count it, on the rope, yeah, put on the rope. So he, he did the honorable thing, offered Swan another chance at the United States Championship, and Swan has taken it. So mm-hmm. can't wait to get Rich Swan back in Monroe and see what happens in Swan versus Hotch two. Yeah. So my my phone's actually gonna go out. I only well, have five percent. I told you. Did I tell you? I you need to you. charge your phone before you do these things. I know. I know. It in at least. Oh. I, I don't have my charger, but I'm yeah. Amateur. Good Lord. Right. Well, okay. I guess we're going to have to cut this interview short. Frank, well, do you want to plug like where fans can get yeah. a hold of you and you do have cameo and stuff? Yeah, um, they can get a hold of me at ECW Diva Francine. I'm on Twitter and uh, IG. For that, uh, PWTs, just type in Francine if you're interested. I think there's like 10 different shirts on there. My favorite shirt, you can't work a worker. Nice. I love that shirt. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm on Cameo. And um, I've seen uh, quite a few like fans post your Cameo. They're actually, you get creative with them. I so. try to. A lot of them are marked private because a lot of them I am really mean because they want me to be. <laughs> Well, these were the nice ones. Yeah, said. those are the nice ones, but there are there are some of them that are out there. And okay. uh, it's, yeah, it's fun. So well, I'm just gonna tell everybody that's on the list. We didn't get to you. We're sorry. Um, uh, but we have to go. Oh, but thanks gonna, everybody for watching. Terry's gonna leave us here in a second, and uh, we don't want to lose Terry. So <laughs> you got a curtsy so on the way out. Usually we oh. do a double bicep pose, yeah, but Michelle did ask, oh, Michelle, Michelle did ask for it. She's I'm in there trying. asking for it. So. I'm trying to work out a little. I have a little bit of a peak. Not yeah, much. see that. Tiny. You put Gary and I to shame. Oh. That right? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. I will. By by oh. what, three weeks, I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna be jacked. Yeah. Three wait. weeks away. We're yeah. very excited to have you. I'm excited. Thank Michigan. you for having me today and mm-hmm. and in the future. And um, I will talk to you before then. But Gary, I'm excited yeah. to meet you. No, same here. Looking forward to it. I cannot wait. Great. We'll see you on the 23rd. All right, guys. Thank you. Right, we'll, we'll see you guys later. Before, always, we have to curtsy and say bye, Felicia. Bye. Yes, dance.